Happy Labor Day, everybody. And let's have some good luck today. Let's uh, get into what we can do today. I'll try to keep it real short as it is a holiday. All right, so we're recapping. We have Clemson. This has been from the last several podcasts. Clemson minus 23. I don't want to spend a lot of time rehashing that. It is risky laying that many points. But I think they can cover it. I think the game is 38 to 10. 38 to 10, so I lean under as well. Did have a question that was brought to me, how to use the boosts that are out there. These aren't large. Well, I mean, I'm not going to judge what's large and what's not large for people. That's not my place. But they're relatively limited bets, um, depending on what you're doing. And they do offer value. So there's one in this game that was brought up a 50% profit boost, but it's a three-leg same-game parlay X. You can do that with other bets. I offered a suggestion, and here's what I'll say on that. Three legs, they didn't limit the odds. They weren't saying minus 300, minus 200, anything like that. So Clemson minus 13.5 gives us a uh, touchdown and a field goal advantage. And under 61. And then a third leg would be Georgia Tech to be under and now I can't remember, it was 20 and a half or 23 and a half. Whatever the line was, it came to 135 pre-boost, 50% boost, put it in the plus territory. That's a solid play. I don't know what your limits would be or if you offered that or if you use that sports book or if, you're out, if you don't have any sports book, you're outside the country. In which case, Clemson minus 23. All right, now let's move on to baseball. Uh, Seattle at home over the White Sox, plus 100. That's the play. There is a pitching disadvantage for Seattle here, which I hate to say because Lance Lynn's going for Chicago White Sox. But believe it or not, he's actually pitching well. He's a plus pitcher. He's adding value to your lineup for, for the White Sox, whereas Gonzalez, unfortunately, is a negative. He's actually de he's detracting from the rest of the team. But the home field advantage for the Mariners kind of wipes that out. Actually, probably consider that a little bit of an edge now let's just call it an even swap lynn better than gonzalez but home field mariners so what you have left is the mariners are just simply a better team flat out so boom plus 100 that is a play i don't need to make it any fancier than that the other one that's not going to make it on my car but it was so close so close in this very similar situation is the rays and the red Sox. i was going with the rays and here you've got a better team, Rays over Red Sox. And here you've got home field, Rays over Red Sox. But what you have is a more significant pitching disadvantage. Waka for Boston is actually pitching extremely well. He's a plus pitcher adding to the lineup, whereas Patino for the Rays is a, is a pretty significant negative for the Rays. The reason why this is even close... This is, a, this, is a, this is a situation where the Rays are playing excellent, excellent baseball. However, the Red Sox are on a streak themselves. Now, my rule on this is when you get to the five winning wins in a row by a sub-500 team, it's time to fade them. Guess what? Red Sox are in that fade mode. They have won five in a row, and after those five, they're still one game under 500. So this was a strong consideration for the Rays. And if you like the Rays, I think, regardless of what I'm saying, if you, if you, in spite of what I'm saying, I guess would be a better way to put it, 
I don't think I should, you shouldn't go, you shouldn't lay off that bet based on what I'm saying. I'm laying off of it because I just, I don't want to go against Michael Waka in this situation. And there's no need to play a game that you feel uncomfortable with. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that's it. Best of luck.